Nursing Review podcast is an audio extension of the national nursing publication, Nursing Review, available in print, web, e-newsletter, offering the latest news, trends, interviews and insights in nursing education. Subscribe to Nursing Review today by going to www.nursingreview.com.au and click on the no-obligation four-week trial subscription link. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy our latest Nursing Review podcast. I'm health editor Dallas Bastian, and I'm speaking to Dr. Anne Wilson, registered nurse and midwife, associate professor from Flinders University and the University of New South Wales. Welcome, Anne. Hello, Dallas. Thank you for talking with me today. You'll be doing a presentation at the upcoming Technology Nursing Conference on how online learning is absolutely essential in a fast-paced world. How relevant is online learning to budding nurses and should more consider turning to this type of format as opposed to classroom learning? I think it depends on the choices that are available to the, the nurse or the learner. Um, for a lot of nurses it will suit them admirably because nurses are um, very busy people and they usually have a lot of different responsibilities in life. So they might be um, workers, they might be mothers or carers um, in addition to being um, a student learner and they might either be um, new to the profession or they might be um, some years advanced in the profession and trying to update their skills. So online learning can be very beneficial whether you live in metropolitan and city areas or whether you're out in the rural area because it can be so flexible, um, because it can allow you to study at your own pace in your own time. Uh, it provides a point-to-point -point delivery. So the student is um, right in contact there with the provider, the education provider. And they also can the provider can give them a lot of creative areas within that online learning where they can have direct communication with the education provider should they need it. So it has a lot of benefits actually for both both parties. So what are some of the benefits for nurses that are practising, um, that are looking to further their education? I suppose it comes down to... Um, why do we need to learn as well as um, what some of the direct benefits are. But often nurses need um, to learn because they need to keep their registration um, up to date and they need to maintain their annual registration. So that's a legislative requirement and it is now quite a, a large impetus um, for education providers to put forward um, programs and courses that help nurses to keep up to date. They also like learning. A lot of people like learning. Once people start to learn, they actually want to do more learning. They then want to move through, progress through their career. Uh, and therefore, they want to upgrade their qualification. They might want to um, even get a new job or a new position. I think to date, probably not a lot of people want to do um, more learning to get promotion, but I think in the future of nursing, that's going to be a challenge that nurses are going to need to look at more. Um, there's also sometimes a requirement in a workplace 
where a manager or the organisation requires a nurse to um, update their knowledge and skills so that they're able to give the best patient care. And so you believe that online learning is a good avenue for that? There is evidence that online learning is just as good at producing education as the traditional classroom setting. And in fact, some nurses have actually reported that it's better for them because what online learning provides is an opportunity to go back and and revisit that education material at their own pace. So if they've gone through the, the whole course and they have conducted their self-assessment and found that they are a little weak in an area, one of the benefits of online learning is that they can go back and redo that section. There's no additional cost to do that. There's no additional um, journeying to somewhere to take that component. They can do it at a time that is efficient for them in their whole life and it is effective learning because they then can retest themselves to see whether or not they've taken on board the information. What opportunities in online learning have arisen that weren't available, say, maybe five or so years ago? Five or so years ago, we didn't have the breadth of um, e-learning that we do now. We don't have... Um, we didn't have the amount of technology and the range of technology at everybody's fingertips that we do now. So most houses now and most people have a personal computer So, and they have access to the internet. So therefore, access to e-learning and technological means of education um, are available for most people. The people who might find it the hardest, of course, are, are in the rural areas and they have some additional benef- um, difficulties that um, they are confronted with. But because everybody now is more technologically savvy and also people have um, um, a computer literacy uh, that 10 years ago they didn't have, therefore they, have, they can sort of access the online learning and they can make that fit with their busy schedule. But of course, you know, technology has brought a much greater busyness to everybody's lives. On top of access to technology, the lack of face-to-face guidance from an educator and less peer support are some of the concerns that have been raised about online learning. What are some of the drawbacks of online learning that you've seen that you feel need to be addressed? I think the jury's probably out a little on what some of the drawbacks might be um, as regards to the lack of face-to-face. We do know in the education sector that putting on classroom sessions for students, unless they're compulsory, are not always well attended because it is difficult for people in... um, 2015 to be able to all attend the same session in the same place, Um, even to put on evening uh, courses doesn't necessarily mean that everybody can attend those. So unless something's compulsory, it is very difficult for nurses who are also shift workers to make some of these times that are put on. 
So online learning actually provides them um, with the opportunity of undertaking education that they might otherwise not have access to. Um, and But some of the difficulties in, of lack of face-to-face, -face, I think, could be something we perceive rather than actually is a reality. In a recent study that we conducted, um, the participants were 50-50 about whether they thought that the classroom learning environment provided many more benefits than an online learning environment. And because people often come into a classroom, they sit and listen and look at what's being presented and then they just get up and go. So the actual amount of interaction isn't necessarily um, huge, whereas with an online learning situation, you can provide a whole range of creative tools within that um, online learning environment for interaction. So you can still have an in-learning platforms where people can speak together, you can have visual aids, you have graphics, you have um, a whole lot of interactive means where people are actually very much included. And it doesn't matter if they're um, on night duty and having to be awake at a different time of the day to take part in this because the benefits of the platform allow them to do that. What message would you send to nurses who may be hesitant to engage with online learning? I guess I would say give it a go. Um, but there are a few things you need to be aware of, I think, when you choose any type of education program or curriculum. You need to make sure that you're choosing the right learning. And nurses are well known for constantly learning and undertaking education all through their, their lives. So a nurse can start at the age of 18 and still be working at, seven, at 70 years of age. And I know nurses who even at 70 years of age are still undertaking learning to improve their knowledge and skills or improve patient outcomes. So it's important I mean, with the, with the growth in um, health systems and health service delivery, it's important to choose the right e-learning. So it's about the type of program that you're looking at, the way in which that program or education material is delivered. Does it suit you? Does that actual program suit? And what does it give you in the end? Because nurses do so much education, but they don't necessarily come out with um, the right informational skills or qualification that might actually benefit them personally. What is the subject material that is um, in that program? Is it actually what you need? Um, or are you doing it for fun and interest, in which case you might be spending a lot of money on something that you don't really need when there might be something else? So are you self-identifying what your learning needs are or is somebody else doing it for you? And what is the currency of the material too? I think this is one of the um, benefits of online learning is that um, the education provider can keep the material really current quickly and to a large number of people. Whereas often in a face-to-face -face situation or a classroom, traditional classroom situation, it depends on the individual who's presenting um, and whether that material is then really current or where, how many people it's being made available for. So 
currency material is really important and is, I think, one of the prime assets of online learning. So where is online learning offered? And we know it's <laughs> somewhere there in the sky, um, but it also means it's available all the time. Who offers it is, I think, really important. Um, again, you've got to look at what benefit is this to you in what you're trying to achieve because we have universities who are, which are accredited. Um, we have uh, universities, TAFE, different curriculum like that which is accredited has to meet certain standards. But there are a lot of private providers in Australia who haven't had to meet accreditation standards. And so, and the accreditation can either go with the course and the material or it can go with the provider so who has to meet certain um, standards of requirement in education. So it's actually important to look at it and say, well, you know, when did it last get written? Who wrote it? And, and does somebody accredit it? And in Australia, that, that is starting. Um, so therefore, it's also saying, well, who recognises it? And if you're undertaking the learning in order to maintain your professional registration so you can work, and then it's, it's APRA or the Health Practitioner um, Regulation Tribunal who recognises it, well, that's really important. And then, I mean, I think one of the things for busy people is, is can I do it in my time and can I do it when it suits me? And can I do it in chunks of time? You know, if you've got young children, you might only just want to do an hour. But on the other hand, you might be somebody who likes to do four hours since. So having that flexibility. So I think that's what I would suggest to people when they're actually looking at learning Try and find the right, the right one for you. Try and right, find the right program in the right um, situation for you. But don't give up on online learning because I think it, it is here to stay. And that even though in the last 10 years there's been huge growth in the area, in the next 10 years I think we're going to see a lot of creative development in online learning and all the benefits of um, quality and flexibility meeting um, learners' needs right there up up with everything else. In the same way that the material within the course is is constantly updated and keeps changing, the, the delivery seems to be um, constantly changing as well. What do you predict nursing education will look like in, say, 10 years? Um, it's an interesting question because... Uh, change is obviously here to stay. Change is always here and it never goes away. And I think that's going to be a challenge for education providers, nurse education providers. They're going to have to communicate a lot more with um, nurses, nurses and midwives, and, and they're going to have to ask them what their needs are. How do they like to learn? What style of learning do they need? Um, what medium? Um, what do they want to learn on? I mean, at the moment, um, you know, there's the revolution of the tablets and the um, smartphones and different platforms that are coming out um, very quickly now. And so, therefore, online learning is something that you can take with you wherever you are. You can sit on the tram and you can actually be, you know, reading up on a module. Um, 
or you can be in a desk in your office at home or at work. So in the future, I think we're going to have to have even more flexibility with how we deliver education um, and the way in which it's delivered and the way in which people learn. What is it about how what's presented in the, that education material in the type of delivery? How is it delivered that enables people to learn in a, in a time-precious world? Where did your passion for this area come from? Well, I spent, um, I've spent several years, more than a decade, in, um, in tertiary education and most of that in um, nurse education. And I think that passion just came because I loved learning myself and I loved learning. And I was amazed that I um, took the the education track that I did because I um, started with a bachelor degree and I completed with a doctoral degree and I still continue to learn. And I loved the uh, effect that it had on me and and how I could use that to actually improve health outcomes and feel like I could make a difference. And that um, is really just a win-win situation. So it just came from my own, I think, um, pure enjoyment of learning. Nursing Review Podcast is an audio extension of the national nursing publication, Nursing Review, available in print, web, e-newsletter, offering the latest news, trends, interviews and insights in nursing education. Subscribe to Nursing Review today by going to www.nursingreview.com.au and click on the no obligation four-week trial subscription link. 